Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is the founder of the Agape Love Network, Mr. Omar Lyles. Thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. First, um, I wanted to start with, um, again, I follow your page. Um, I became a fan of your work through one of our mutual friends, Angel. Yeah. Um, what exactly is the Agape, the Agape Love Network? Agape. Uh, Agape yeah, Agape <laughs> Love Network actually is a Black Christian single uh, and couples uh, relationship uh, social network. Uh, what we do is that we meet and greet and fellowship in various places. And so we're, we're more than just not uh, pairing people together. We're there to actually to build one another up and to socialize with one another. Because number one, um, there are a lot of outlets out there, but, but there are not a lot of spaces for singles and couples to come together to actually network. And what we want to do is that we want to get people to come together and just fellowship with one another, um, establish some chapters. Um, and what differentiates between us and a lot of other groups that call themselves single groups or couples group is that when you go onto a, uh, to a website and the first thing that you'll see in the website is uh, the, how people pair up with one another. Um, you'll see a person's profile and that profile uh, would match their profile and you keep scrolling through pro uh, profiles back and forth and then you'll say, oh, I'm gonna match up with such and such because of her profile. We're, we're not just about profile. We are actually about having actual encounters with other people where we can actually fellowship together uh with one another so let me let me make sure i'm getting this clear you guys actually pair people up no we we, we don't get in so much of the business of pairing people up people are allowed to do that with themselves um what we do is that we have these social gatherings and mm. in those social gatherings uh we have uh candid conversations uh we talk we fellowship uh maybe if it's to go uh to a movie uh, maybe it's to go out to dinner, uh, maybe it's to have a, a function together, like a black and white time fair or something of that nature. We just had a trip uh, earlier uh, this year in January. We went out to the National uh, Museum of African American History. So we had a chance to fellowship actually there as well. Uh, we had a meeting at, uh, in New York at, uh, at BBQs uh, in New York. And then we had another one uh, meeting out in Montclair, New Jersey. So people get a chance to just come out and fellowship with one another. And so by, by, by that, a person may meet someone there at that specific meeting, whether it's to meet somebody, uh, you know, as far as like them wanting to actually meet somebody, you know, it could be for a significant other, it can be uh, for business, just networking and just fellowship with one another as Christians. So is this like, um, are you guys like church-based or? Uh, we're independent. We're not from the church. Um, well, we are church, but we yeah. are not attached to a church. Uh, we are an independent ministry. We're a fellowship. And so, um, and that's the one thing that we try not to do because we don't want people to replace the church with what we're actually doing. And we are a ministry. Um, uh, uh, attached from the church. However, we are Christians. Uh, we are we are uh, we are people of color, you know, um, and that's where our base is. And we want people to come together to fellowship with one another. And we try to create that space 
where people could actually vibe with one another. So do you have to be a black Christian to join? Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> but we, we're not going to discriminate on that level. But it is a black organization. Mm. But, you know, okay, so I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm more intrigued about the Christian part. Yeah, yeah. So the, per so the, the people that you guys network with, I'm assuming they're all black and they're all Christian and they're all like regular churchgoers? Most the majority of everybody in there is pretty much average churchgoers, um, you know, because we make the, we make the issue that when you join Agape Love Network, that we are born again Christians, uh, we're saved, we believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have a, a tenet of faith, um, and so we want people when they come and join our organization, we want some saved men and women because that's what people are looking for. You know, when, when you are a Christian and that you're saved, you're looking for a born-again believer as well. And so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create that kind of space where people who are saved can meet people who are like-minded just as well as them. You know, so that's the thing is that when we come together, we want people to be saved Christians, you know, mm. to join Agape Love Network. What was the motivation in starting it? Wow. You know what? The motivation actually to start it was basically for me wanting, me being single, you know, you know, during the time when I actually started. And I had this, uh, this thing about me wanting to get married and everything of that nature. And so, but um, I actually had a singles ministry in my church, a, a former church that I had belonged to a number of years ago. And, um, and then after that, um, that didn't really do so well. So I wanted to actually start a uh, singles ministry. I didn't know actually how to do it. So back around 2012, I actually started Agape Love Network on uh, Facebook, uh, which is a social media website. And so I started back on, uh, back in 2012 and I had it for like two years. And then I sort of like, it, it didn't work out so well. And then after that, I just stopped it. And then after that, I resurrected it back again in March of 2014. And from March of 2014 to now, 2020, we uh, are alive. So we've been around for about like six years uh, throughout social media. And now what we have done, we've taken it from social media to actually become a registered legal entity, a, re a registered ministry. And so being now it is a ministry, uh, people can actually make contributions. Uh, people can actually meet physically instead of just on a web page. You know, because a lot of times now there are a lot of social media media groups that's on Facebook, Instagram, and such and such. But we are like a boots on the ground ministry. We want people to actually meet people face to face instead of through videos such as this, such such as Zoom or anything of that nature. So how do you how do you keep it um, balanced? Because um, there has to be just as many men as as women, correct? Um, you know what? It, it seems like with a lot of these groups, right? And I, I'm in a number of groups myself. And there are actually a lot more women. They sort of like outnumber the guys. And this is with a lot of groups that are out there. They're actually outnumbering the men. And the guys really aren't that active, you know, for whatever reasons. <laughs> um, and so how I tried to keep the balance of the organization itself, well, on social media, is just constantly having engagement with those 
men who actually want to participate. And so we try to get as much feedback from the men who are already in the group and who's willing to participate within the group. And so that's what I do. I, get, I, I try to get people who are willing to participate and put in the work rather than the ones who don't want to actually participate. So that's what I do, try to keep the balance of the organization going. Do the women actually voice like frustration that is so many of them and not enough men? Oh man, all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, you know, oh, there's not enough women in the group, you know, um, you know, why aren't the men coming in? And why don't you try to get somebody to join? And it happens a lot, you know? And so um, I try to encourage a lot of guys, you know, because there are men who, who do have interests who do want to meet somebody. So what I try to do is that I try to uh, try to actually put it out there that, hey, there's a lot of ladies out here. They're available. They're eligible. Um, many of them have careers. They're church-going women. They're born-again believers. You know, they're right here. You know, they're available. And they just creak, creak, creak in the back. <laughs> so let me, you know? let, me ask you, let me ask you this as a man. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's a woman who's, you know, in the church regularly, she tends to get labeled. Like, you know, she may not want to have sex. She may be, she may be deemed as born. Mm -hmm. So do you think that's one of the fallbacks to getting men to join the group? Uh, well, you know what, if, if a man has a worldly kind of mindset, that may be his fallback. And that that's maybe why he may be falling back. But as men, we're kind of more strategic. We don't put ourselves out there because sometimes Women can do this too. They don't want people to know who they're actually talking to. So sometimes they don't want to put it out there. They would rather DM before they come on Jump Street, before they come on the page and start trying to vibe with somebody because they don't want to make it look like this is who they're actually talking to. So they rather with DM. So they pretty much in the shadows rather than actually come forward. And plus, the, the women, there's much more of a dominance in a group because you may have a person who may have one opinion versus uh, versus many women who have more than one observations or views or opinions about a particular subject. Because if a guy comes in the group and he voices his opinion, he'll just get drowned out. So he'll just rather hang in the shadows. You know, this is what happens in a lot of social media groups. Now there are some other social media groups where where men are active. And you may see that because um, one thing that I have learned is this, is that the ones that are active are the groups where anything goes, where the conversation is where anything goes, is if, it's, <laughs> if it's sex. Yes, anything goes. If it's about sex, all the guys come out. You know, if it's showing, if ladies are showing some physical features, if they're showing their backside, their breath, the guys come out. They come out in droves, and then they just start having conversations. Uh, you know, and those conversations aren't very Christ-like. <laughs> you know, but when you do come in, in the Christian group, it's a little bit more calmer, more civilized. Um, it is more respectable, clean-cut conversations. And so um, we try to engage with members of the group so that we can have candid conversations, conversations that are very serious, to each and every single one of us, such as HIV, AIDS, um, uh, 
people who've been in more than one marriages, um, what you have to do to date someone before you get to the next level of, of, of leading uh, to a long-term relationship leading to marriage. So there are many different various uh, topics that uh, we discuss in the group. So this is a personal question for you. What yeah. is your actual goal for dating? Wow. You know, my, my action goal for dating is actually is to, uh, and, and, then, and I can say this uh, from many, many, many people, okay? Now, there are a lot of people out here who want to date, but you have to have a plan. You have to have a plan when it comes down to dating. And those plans can actually be, before you date, you have to know yourself. You really have to know yourself, know who you are. You know, you have to seek having a relationship with God first before you actually go out there and seek a mate. Because you, in order, in order for you to want to go out and date, you have to understand who you are, what you're like. Do you have a relationship with God? Do you read your Bible uh, often? You know, and so you have to understand uh, what your priorities are and what you're actually looking for in a mate before you go out trying to find a date, all right? Now, dating is one thing. Sometimes people have various views of, of what it's like to actually go out with someone on a date or what is dating to them. Some people believe that dating is dating with one person until you find the right one. And then some people say, well, I wanna go on a date with such and such so I can uh, have an opportunity to be with that person where we can lead into a relationship. And so my action plan is actually speaking about reading the Bible often and actually me just getting to know myself before I actually go out on a date. So um, some of the things that I do is actually I would like to go out to places um, to where I could actually meet people um, in various places that I actually like. For example, if you want to meet somebody, go to spaces where you know where there are a lot of singles at, you know? Um, and so happy people attract happy people. So you want to take the opportunity to meet people where, where, where a lot of people are actually happy at. So I think it's just see God, getting to know yourself, and actually engage in, in conversations with people that have the same kind of mindset. So do you find dating difficult? Um, it, it, it can be at, at various times. And, and when we talk about difficult, um, people make dating difficult. Dating only becomes difficult unless you actually make it difficult. How people make it difficult, they make it difficult by being late, um, by being late to a date, um, not coming prepared to meet that person uh, on mean, a let's date. Back up. Let's back up. Yeah. What do you mean not coming prepared to meet them? What do you mean? Yeah. What I mean by not coming prepared, sometimes when you go out on a date, sometimes you're not dressed as properly as you would like it to be, as far as like your hygiene, um, not knowing actually how to have, communicate with the person that you're actually going to be going out with. Um, 
those are just some of the pitfalls that people fall into because the person would be like, well, you know, I didn't have a really great conversation with the person. He was kind of dull, kind of void. He didn't come dressed properly. Maybe he didn't bring me any flowers or maybe he didn't walk me to my door or uh, maybe he did some, he or she probably did something very odd and strange that just turned the person off, you know. People make difficult, you know. And sometimes there's a personality clash, you know, when it comes down to dating as well, as far as like when it comes to communication, maybe you're not on the same page. So it's people make difficult dating. So it's not that difficult, it's, it's not that dating is difficult, it's just that people just make dating difficult. This is a this is a different question because you 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 said the women you date, you know, they they church women, they saved and yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So the pressure of sex is kind of like not there because you both are Christians and I'm assuming you kind of like at that, well, yeah. we're not going to do premarital. Am I correct with that or not that? Let's not go that far. No, no, no. We ain't going to go that far. Okay. <laughs> if, you're talking about, if you're talking about like the beginning stages, that's nowhere in the picture, you know? Okay. So um, I, I think that... Um, Okay, now check this out. When, okay, let me just back this up. When you're actually meeting somebody, the person definitely, you have to be upfront about what you want and what you look for in a mate. That's the first premise when you meet somebody, okay. you know? So the person has to be your, the person that you wanna meet has to be one of your foundations of what you're actually looking for. The person must be saved, the person must be Christian. Now, if it's a person who's seeking relationship with the Lord, um, I may entertain that, but I will have to ask wisdom from God on that. But I would rather be with somebody who is a Christian because I don't want no difficulty in the, in the long run. You understand what I'm saying? You know, yeah. sometimes you run into a brick because the person may say, well, I'm not interested in going to church. Not that I would require that, but a person may have difficulty um, may be going out to spaces where other Christians are, or they have difficulty on wanting to study the Bible, talking about like godly kinds of things. That with me personally, I, everything doesn't have to be talked about church all the time because I'm a fun person to actually be around, you know, <laughs> because Christians can be fun too. We can go to the movies, uh, we can go golfing, mini golfing, dancing, you know, it all depends on what you set at the beginning when you're actually meeting somebody. So for me, when I meet somebody, it has to be a foundation. I have to have a foundation of who they are. So I don't know if you've dated women who are not in the church or Christians, but if you have, is there a difference dating a Christian woman and a non-Christian woman? Um, you know what, that depends on the maturity level. Uh, now. In my days before, I would, I date women who are because I want to be equally yoked, you know. Equally yoked means something different to some people sometimes. Um, it doesn't like sort of like apply to like people who are not saved, but sometimes people do look for compatibility. And so it's a compatibility and being equally yoked is what's important to me. 
you know, they should be looking for compatibility and also someone that is equally yoked at the same time. Like, are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in his death, burial, and resurrection? You know, are you saved? You know, what are the foundational things that you're actually looking for uh, when you're looking uh, into a, someone who wants to be in a relationship? That's what you should be looking for, you know? So, um, now, and, 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 and the, before I was saved, my mindset was different back then. So I, I'm sure that all of us was unsaved at one point. <laughs> You've been un unsaved at one point. Your, your, your view is totally different. My view is different. Mm -hmm. The first thing I looked for back then was how a lady looked, you know, her physical view. I ain't so much of upstairs. I, I didn't care so much of what was in her head, how she thought. Um, what was her thinking, whether she was intelligent, smart, and whether she had a vision to go to college, graduate, become something of herself. I just seen a fine sister. That's all I, I seen. I just seen this fine sister, and that's who I just want to be with. And that's all I used to look for in the beginning. But now things are different now. You know, you look for somebody who has a vision for herself. Maybe she, she wants to be somebody, you know, um, in the next couple of years. Well, she is somebody, but that she wants to be somewhere in the next five to 10 years and she has goals, you know, she has goals that's to be set. You know, you look for those kinds of areas that you could actually navigate, you know, with that person if you want to be in a relationship with them. So the mindset is different. So when I dated women um, who are in the world, it wasn't always necessarily that they weren't saved. I think their agenda was a little bit different sometimes because um, there was a, a sometimes it could be a lack of empathy for some of them, but not all of them. And it's really not that much of a difference to a certain extent, you know, but women who are saved have a different mindset. Um, we both know that we have an end goal and that is to meet our Lord and Savior in Christ when we pass from this life on to the next. And that our goal is to build one another spiritually and to grow with one another as we carry out the rest of our lives, you know, secular couples do the same thing, you know, but th there's no view about like heaven, uh, being with your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or anything of that nature. There's not that much, much of a difference except we are Christians and then we follow a different path. Now, I don't know if I heard it, but I don't think I heard you mention marriage. Is that true? Oh, well, I, I think when you're, okay, listen, listen. Now with me, when I meet somebody, I always ask at the beginning, you know, what are you looking for? Are you looking to date? Are you looking to date leading to a long-term relationship, leading to marriage? And that's my ultimate goal is to go out with somebody to lead to a relationship leading to marriage because you, you want to, you're looking for somebody that you can have a covenant with someone that you could actually um, bond with, you know? And so that's the kind of relationship I look for. Um, and so if for some various reasons, some people don't look eye to eye on that, on that basic, you know, some people want to date, but don't have a relationship. And then they don't want marriage. They just want to just date. So, but yeah. So you, so you do want marriage to be the end, the end game pretty much. Oh yes. That's the end game. You know, that's okay. the end of the story. You see, you watch a movie, you see the credits going up. That, that's the thing. 
<laughs> so you, none of us are immune to COVID. How has that affected your dating? You know what? Um, it, but you know what? Throughout this pandemic period, I haven't dated. You know, um, you know. So I, I, I could actually say um, that dating is not hard in a pandemic. It's what you would actually make. You can make. You can make dating work in any kind of way because we have technology today. I mean, you got your phone. You can use Zoom or any other social networking outlet that you can actually use as a vehicle um, to go out and actually, well, not go out, but actually meet somebody. So it, it depends on what you do. You know, you can have uh, moving through like Zoom and stuff like that. You know, so there are different ways that you can actually, different creative ways that you can actually date. So you've actually done the virtual dating thing? Uh. Have I ever done? I haven't done that. You know, to be honest with you, I've never Man, done. I thought you, <laughs> you was giving me all these great ideas. I thought you at least yeah, they're great ideas. But you know what? When you meet somebody, say I haven't met anyone to do that with yet. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, there are many different ways, but I just haven't met anybody that I could actually do that with yet. You know? <laughs> Does that? I mean, is that kind of? I want to make sure I read it right. Is it, do you find yourself getting frustrated at times or? Uh, no, you know what? I, I try to keep, I try to keep everything positive. You know, you, you basically just try to keep yourself positive. Um, if you fall, we have a path so that we can actually get back up again. We, we have a way to where we can actually get back up again. Well, I'm talking about me actually. Um, <laughs> so if I feel that I'm not meeting anybody, I have faith that I actually will meet somebody. Now, I'm not talking about people who I've met in my past that didn't work out so well. And just because they, that didn't work out so well doesn't mean that God does not have anybody else reserved in store for me. If, if, it didn't, if it didn't end with marriage for you, like, because you're single and the goal is to get married, but if that goal is never accomplished, how would you feel about it? Well, that's not even on my radar, man. <laughs> really? You I don't know want to be. I, I, I'm very opti I'm, I'm optimistic, you know, but I, I can say that, you know, um, whatever God's will, I'm going to tell you that, whatever God's will for me in my life, it shall be. You know, if God wanted me to be single, then it shall be. But I, I'm going to keep the optimism of keeping my mind, <laughs> you know, and my heart open, you know, to meet somebody, you know, so that's, that's what I do. You know, it, it's about keeping an uh, a open mindset that God has somebody in reserve for you specifically. Is that what keeps you optimistic? Oh yeah. You have confidence, you know? Um, and I think that what women like is a confident man. Um, and I, I believe that that's like so, so important, you know, um, in a relationship because sometimes a lot of women, they looking for a man that knows how to lead, you know, um, and if the man is a confident, then they don't feel secure actually in their relationship. So, uh, I believe that me, you know, um, well, as a person have to be confident. Now we have our days, but we don't feel exactly about ourselves. But we want to be with somebody where we can share our spaces with, 
you know? Um, and that's my goal too. Like when, when, when people are in a relationship, you want to be with somebody that you can have a lifetime commitment with, but not just having someone that you can have a lifetime commitment with, but someone that you can actually confide, confide with and share your secrets um, and share your time with in conversation. Um, someone who's going to actually be your confidant, you know? So, but me, I, I want to be a confident person because um, you want to be with somebody that's confident, you know, in their thinking. So uh, with me, um, I, I would actually be confident in, um, in my communication with her. You know, something I just thought about, because you've run it, you've run it, the Agape Network is yours. Yeah. And you mentioned it's not a lot of men. It's, a, it's overwhelmingly more women than men. And you the leader of the group. So you have access probably to the most women. Does that get complicated for you? Because like you the man. So most of them may tend to, you know, lean towards you. Like, does that make things complicated? Uh, no, no, not, not really. You know, let me give you an example. Um, okay. What if you, maybe this may not be a good example. It may or may not. What anyway. <laughs> Okay, it, it may or may not be an example, all right? You may, let's say you have a single pastor leading a church, right? Okay. And all, a majority of the congregation may be women. Um, and, the, uh, and the ratio between the men and women, one may be larger than the other. So will it be complicated for him to lead that ministry if there's a whole lot of women in the congregation? Maybe or maybe not, because I don't, I don't know his spirit. But for me, um, as me being, you know, the founder and CEO of Agape Love Network, um, it's not about me having any difficulty meeting somebody in there. It's about having compatibility, because you can lead 10 people, but it doesn't mean that you're compatible with all 10. Sometimes you have to go outside the range and meet somebody not just within your own circle, you know? So um, it, it's more than just me just leading a number of people where there's a, a stronger ratio between women and men. It's about compatibility. And there are a lot of in there. Many of them are attractive, fair and decent ones, but it doesn't mean that we're uh, compatible, compatible and it doesn't mean that I'm going to actually meet up with either one of them. Gotcha. What happens if what happens to the Agape Network when you get married? Uh, well, you know what the organization is comprised of singles and couples. So we have oh, a couples group okay. as well. Yes, oh, okay. that's the part I really get. I, I pretty much said at the beginning, but we have a couples group as well. We launched the couples group. I would say like um, it's actually new. It's only like three months, really three or four months that we have actually launched the couples group. And so we have on, on my team, uh, which is uh, Letitia Beerfield White, her, she is actually the person who actually leads the couple. So I have someone in place to actually lead the couples group. Um, and so if I get married, it really doesn't really doesn't hurt me at all because I have someone that's uh, leading the couples group. And as a matter of fact, um, I'm in the process of actually going to be appointing a president over the organization and have them actually take the lead. Um, while I will still retain the title of CEO. So having somebody else in place 
who, who may be single, you know, to lead the organization. So, it, so what it would do, it, it, it would take me off, it, it would take me off the, uh, take me off site, I would say, you know, um, from leading an organization with a bunch of single people. Cause you know how people are sometimes. They're like, oh, you're leading a single organization, you know, you're married, you know? So, yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> <laughs> what is the ultimate, what is, what is the main thing you want people to get from the, from the network? Well, you know what, my main thing is for people to build their faith in Christ and learning and fellowshipping one another until they meet a significant other, you know, because we, we are a social group. The primary goal of the group is for us to socialize between another and fellowship with one another. And that's pretty much the primary goal of the organization is fellowship, social building one another up in Christ. I want to take the time to thank you for doing this. Um, it's truly been a pleasure talking to you. This is something. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. Something different. I, I've I've over, I've followed it for a while, and I'm glad that you yeah, gave yeah. me the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, sure, no problem, man. How do you? How does people? How do people follow your page? Uh, well, you know what? The one thing, if they want to follow the page, they can go to um, www.facebook.com, uh, Agape Love Network LLC. You see it on Facebook. We are also on Instagram. Just type in uh, at Agape Love Network. We're on there. Uh, if we also have our website, the website is www.agapelovenetwork.net. Uh, um, if you want to email us, it's at Agape Love Network Ministry at gmail.com. All right. Again, thank you, man, for doing this. I truly appreciate your time. And I wanted to thank no everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You all have a great day. All right. Peace.